God bless you this morning. Uh, we have communion at the end of the service, and everyone is welcome to participate in communion, be a member of this church, just a believer, and, and we will uh, take care of that at the end of the service. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, just a few more minutes. Can you take a few more? I know we've had a lot of moving parts this morning, but I have something in my heart in, uh, on our third week here in the series, but let's just take a moment and pray. Heavenly Father, I humble myself before you. And I do recognize that in and of myself, I have nothing good to say, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, I humble myself and I ask, Lord, that you speak through me. Give to every single person here, those that may be listening online or listen to this message later in a podcast, give to them what they need from you. Today I ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Uh, this is our... I believe our third week in our series, and I have the subtitle, Behold the Sower, and I'm just going to kind of begin to touch on that, but I might not even be able to get into that because we're going to receive communion here in a little bit. Uh, but we do have a, a foundation verse in Mark chapter 4, verse 1 through 20, and possibly we get into that because I'm trying to set the stage for uh, this series, uh, really delving into having a transformed life. You know, the Bible says in Romans... Chapter 6, verse 11, the Bible says that we are to consider ourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. Have you ever wondered, week in and week out, you may hear the word of God. You leave church, you go, oh, yeah, that was a great message. And, and in about an hour and a half, you forget anything that was spoken. Come on, somebody. And, and, and then you kind of wonder, is like, you know, is anything changes? I mean, all these thousands of promises in the Word of God, and why does it seem at times like, it just seems like it's not working in your life? And, and you look back and you go, okay, is there transformation going on? And, or am I just kind of just going through the motions? And I don't know about you, but I've asked myself that and try to assess where I'm at spiritually. Am I growing? Let me put it out to you. Are you growing spiritually? Amen. You hear the preaching of the word and teaching, and at times it seems like nothing changes, but we know God's word is powerful, and it works, <clears throat> even when we may feel like it's not, but are there some things that we are participating in or doing that may be hindering our spiritual growth? How many with me say amen? <clears throat> I have this statement I pulled up last week, a spiritual person. Somebody shout Spiritual. I want to be a spiritual person. I don't want to be known to others that I'm a spiritual person. I just want to be spiritual, right? I don't want to be, no, oh, look, at, look at him. You know, he's such a spiritual person. I don't care about that. But I care about what God thinks about me, amen? Spiritual person is like, Lord, do you consider me? Am I walking circumspect? Is one who lives according to and is led by, by their born-again spirit instead of their body and soul. And so we have this little kindergarten nursery illustration up here. Nothing against your wisdom and brilliance and your intelligence, but sometimes you got to keep it simple. Okay, so we have simple little boxes here on spirit, soul, and body, and the Bible says you are made up of that. Your spirit is going to live somewhere in eternity. I pray it's in heaven. Day in and day out, my life and my wife and, and the leaders in the church desire that you make a commitment to Christ, you live for him, for eternity, but you may choose not to and suffer the consequences of that, but it wouldn't be because you didn't hear the truth. It's what you did with the truth. Somebody say amen. 
And so, so someone that is led by that born-again spirit, and we'll get into that in a moment, instead of his body or soul. Um, <clears throat> you know, let me just say this briefly, and there's a whole teaching on this. The Holy Spirit is a person. And, and in the sense of uh, he's the third person of the Trinity. Let me say it that way. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And, and we, we see this uh, worked out in the Scripture, how Jesus said, I have to go. And if I go, I'll leave the Comforter. If I stay, I can't. And so I must go. And, and the Comforter now is with us all. I mean, no, Jesus, when he was physically on the earth, was only able to be where he was at physically. Right? But when he left, he left the Holy Spirit. That can be in all believers. That's powerful. Amen? And so, the Holy Spirit, uh, and, and the Holy Spirit has feelings. Did you hear that? So, we can, we can uh, uh, cause joy in, in the heart of the Holy Spirit. Or we, can, we can grieve the Holy Spirit of God. I don't want to grieve him, but I don't know about you, but in times, many times in my life, I have grieved the Holy Spirit. I don't want to, though. I don't believe you do either. Holy Spirit is not some force. You know, kind of like a Jedi force or something like that, you know, that moves things or whatever. No, we're not. No. <clears throat> and here's the thing. The Holy Spirit inside you will not make you serve God. He will compel you. Uh, he will prompt you. Come on, somebody. He will convict you, but he's not going to go, get up and go to church. Get, get, get your butt off the ground and start reading the Word of God. He, you may hear it in a loving prompting. That's still small voice, right? But he's not going to possess you and make you and go, you know what, I'm here at church and I can't stand it. I don't know, but the Holy Spirit's making me be here. No, you came, someone may have invited you, but you came and you're here today. That's powerful. How many with me say amen? And we said this too uh, last week, that when your priorities and your affections are out of order, really your life is really out of order. It's out of order. And so we use this basic illustration about the spirit, the soul, and the body. And we talked about how our soul is transformed. And so our spirit, man or woman, when we are born into this world, is corrupt. It is fallen. It is where sin had entered in. Um, it's, where, it's why Jesus Christ came. Uh, before the fall in the garden, the spirit of man or woman had ascendancy. So it was in this order. Spirit, soul, and body. And so your spirit man was powerful, had, you know, tremendous insight and wisdom, and, and God made it that way. But when the fall happened, what happened was the sin came in, and it made the spirit of man subservient, and, and now the soul runs our life. So if you want a picture of humanity today, what's happening in America, in the world, is pe people are run by their soul. The soul controls them. The fleshly appetite. Now, now uh, that we recognize that because that's unbeliever. This is how this is the life of an unbeliever. But here's the thing with Christians, <laughs> believers. How many know that the spirit man really should run uh, the life? Sadly, though, even though the spirit is born again, you know. How many remember the song? Uh, I've, I I didn't sing it one time, but I shared it. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Remember that verse. I'm a new creation. Kenneth Copeland would sing it. I'm a new creation. I can't sing. I'm a brand new man. Did you remember that song? Old things have passed away. I'm born again. More than a conqueror. That's who I am. I'm a new creation. Absolutely. If you're, thank you for those putting up for that. 
Uh, but that, that's what happens when you're born again. You are a new creation. Old things have passed away. But, 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 but I still sin, Pastor. And anyone in here that doesn't, I want to see you because I want to know if you glow in the dark. Right? And so the Word of Faith movement, movement had a truth. And it really focused on and the importance of confessing who we are in Christ. Right? I mean, that there's a truth. But to walk around and say, you know, you glow in the dark, you're lying to yourself. All you got to do is talk to your wife or husband. You're lying to somebody because you don't glow in the dark. All right? So no matter how spiritual you are, we still have to, watch this, reckon our soul under the cross. We have to reckon it dead. Now, there's a whole teaching. I don't know if I'll get into this series. Uh, Watchman Nee talked about it called The Latent Power of the Soul. And he just focused on how powerful the soul was in the garden when God created it before the fall. Now, think about this. The soul consists of a mind, will, and emotions. Now, some people, you have brilliant processes in your mind. You can read something once, and you got it. Uh, I'm, I'm not envious in a negative sense, but I'm just like, wow, that is amazing. I got to underline. I have to memorize. Come on, somebody. I got to get cue cards. I mean, I don't have, I might have a 512 processor, but some of you've got, you know, gigabytes and things like that of speed. But, but, but regardless, and no matter what, your soul consists of your mind, will, and emotions. Now, let me ask you this. How many of you this past week, your mind, your will, and emotions controlled you in a negative sense? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Jessica, raise your hand up. <laughs> God bless you, sister, for your honesty. Uh, come on now. Right? Come on now. And so, so we know that. So we struggle with that. And so this is not a beat you up sermon. This is to help you identify what we need to do to overcome. That's all this is about. That you are a new creation, not here to beat you up, it's to recognize. Because what happens is, I remember this pastor was in Ukraine, and uh, it was the first trip we were there. And he had the flu bug or something, he was sick. But we preached in Odessa, on the Black Sea. And there was probably 150 people, this is like shortly after the fall communism, and we were let in, I think it was, it was actually 1994, I was with Pastor Steve, and, and, and we were told with the KGP, if you preach, they brought in the, the shepherd dogs, and they say, if you preach, we're arresting you. And so it was like, okay, so we have a choice to make. And uh, <clears throat> what we did was we took everybody from that auditorium, and we went down to the beach, and we preached on the beach. So we did preach. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, my point was, is there was a pastor there, and he was to take over this church, and it was like, this is amazing. This guy was, you know, he had a wife and, and he loved the Lord. He was sick at that time, but uh, we got some meds and we got him help. And he got started to recover. But, but he actually started with that church. We turned it over to him and, and uh, things were going great. And then all of a sudden, he quit. Quit the ministry. Walked away. And he's like, I can't because I'm a hypocrite. I said, w what do you mean you're a hypocrite? He goes, well, I still stumble and fall. See, because I, 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 if I sin as a Christian, I must not be a Christian. So I can't, come on. This is where the devil took him out. The devil lied to him and said, well, you are no good now. See, those are lies. Yeah, just because you stumble and you fall as a believer does not mean you're disqualified in a sense. You hear me, a temper what I'm saying. Uh, but how many know I can't be dancing in strip clubs on the weekend? Come on, I just had to throw that out, amen? I would never do that. Uh, uh, anyhow, but uh, forgive me, um, <laughs> erase that. <laughs> soul, I'm talking about the soul. Uh, but, but, uh, but, you know, we've got to live circumspect lives or at least attempt to. 
<laughs> and allow the spirit man or the spirit woman, right, to control and dictate what happens in our soul. But the, the soul of man was so powerful, God created it. This is no small thing. I want you to think of how many animals can you name? Some of you go, oh, I know a lot about animals. But think of Adam who named all the animals. You know how big the book of zoology is? It's probably about this big. He named them because God said, whatever you call them, that's what it's going to be. He empowered the soul of Adam. They, they talked that, that the, the physical stature uh, of Adam and Eve was anywhere from 14 to 16 foot tall. Oh, that's nuts, Pastor Mike. They actually found a bone of a femur of a woman that they measured. She was 14 feet tall. Just saying. The fall brought destruction, sin, death. It brought a lot of stuff to where we're at today where we live 78 to 80 years old. But back then, they lived hundreds of years. In the fall, because of that, corruption set in. And so, and so Adam was brilliant, and Eve, and they had tremendous minds. They, they didn't have to, they didn't have to uh, work, you know, uh, a certain amount of time, and they were exhausted. They, for four hours sleep, they could get up, and they were invigorated. They could go, and boy, I wish I had that. <laughs> you know, sometimes you wake up, it's like, I was tumbled in a dry with stones all night, and nails, you know what I mean? Like, oh man, I wasn't supposed to say rest. I'm not resting. Anyhow, but, but, but there's just like, it's just getting old. I, I just don't like it. Trying to turn back the clock, but it's not happening. Anyhow, we do the best we can. Praise God. Let me get back on point here. And so this is, when we talk about soul transformation, we see sin came in, it corrupted, it inverted, and it caused the soul of man to come dominant, and, and that is the thing we contend with in our flesh today. Our spirit, of soul, and body, the human spirits, uh, the, the, that human spirit ascendancy was flipped in our soul. Uh, it's called suka in the Greek. Uh, P-S-U-C-H-E, suka. And that's where, you know, it has the power. It has the power. It causes someone that may hear the, oh, I got this all flipped. Uh, it may cause someone that may hear the word of God in their spirit man but if the soul has run their life, the soul will say, you know, don't, don't, don't listen to this guy. Don't, don't, this is, don't, don't, this, come on. I mean, all the stuff you listen to, you watch, I mean, in social media feeds, I mean, that has to be right. Don't, don't listen to this nut job, you know. And so that's what happens. The soul can, and we talk about how Satan comes, we'll get in here in a bit, in the weeks to come about the, the, you know, the sower as he sows the word, how Satan comes and steals. And then that's where he has ground in with the soul. But the, we, we have to deal with this thing about how before Christ, the, the soul has ascendancy, but after Christ, the spirit now is recreated. It's new. It's brand new. It, 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 it's pure. It's God's presence. It, it's the mark of God. How many see that say amen? devil, he's still got to deal with this mind, will, and emotions. You got past. You got issues of abuse. Come on, somebody. You got pain. You got hurt. You got rejections. You got things that scarred you. You got a group of kids when you were a teenager that mocked you, laughed you, hurt you in your life, and it scarred you, and it's like, wow, that really affected you. You know, I, I actually went to a private school at one time. <laughs> you messed up and did something wrong. They would bring you up front, and they would stick something on your head. A dunce cap. How would that fly? You know what I mean? I mean, my poor sister, oh, 
she got spanked in front of the whole, everybody. It just, some of you young kids go, oh, lawsuit. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> you know. But, but just, you know, it was just some different things in the society, the way it was back then and how things can scar your soul. How many with me say amen? So here's the thing. Your body will serve whoever's in control. Spirit or soul. Your body. So we all, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. All right, let's let the Spirit of God, let's be led by the Spirit of God. That still small voice. That's what we, that's what we want to be. Amen? So we want to be led. See, that's why Jesus came. Somebody had to come, watch this, because of the soul having the ascendancy, somebody had to come to reverse this. That's why Jesus came. He came to reverse this. He didn't come just to die on the cross because he loves you. He came to break the power of sin and reverse this over your life if you receive him. I know this is just ABC stuff, but it's so, you know, I, I want to just keep it simple because sometimes people make it very complex. Somebody had to bring the soul, the self-will off of the throne, and there was only one person who could do that, the man, God, Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? He was the one. I mean, otherwise you may, uh, uh, you know, about sinning, you want to sin, but you, you, you know, you, you're a slave to sin, the Bible says, talks about unbelievers. You know, the Bible talks about that being a slave to sin, but it also talks about being a slave to Christ. And I thought about it, just, just a couple of verses, Romans 1, Paul said, I am a slave to Jesus Christ. He equates himself as a slave. So we need to be slaves to Christ, all right? And actually, if you look it up, it's like, well, it just means a servant. No, it means a slave. That's actually what it means. Uh, James says, a slave of God in the Lord Jesus Christ, James 1.1. 1, 1. Paul tells Titus, I am a slave of God. So we really see that if we don't look at our lives in dealing with that soul uh, and we let it, it'll become a master in our life, even though we are a believer. Okay, even though you are born again. When you die, you go to heaven? Yes. But you're, you're, you're dying, not fulfilling everything God has for you. And so in order to receive the life of the Spirit, that eternal life that represents God's fullness, we have to have almost a detesting about that fallen nature of the soul. Okay, I'm not trying to be morbid here, but I'm getting to something in a moment. How many know we have forgiveness, we have cleansing, we have healing, we have grace through the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? See, that's what it means to be born again, to be born again. Our, our, our spirit, our spirit. What are we doing, in essence, when we're saying we're born again? This is what we're saying. We're saying, Lord Jesus, come into my spirit. Save me, Lord. And it isn't just like, that's it, okay. And we just go on living our life. No, it's be Lord of my life. Uh-oh, Lord, 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 Lord over my mind, will, and emotions, so now, it's not like you have this segment and I just get to do what I want. No, no, no. I, I, God says we need to reckon that soul and, and be set free through the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't do it in our own strength. We can't. It's impossible. For a sinner to try to act righteous, it's impossible. You could try. Now, there are some things in the soul that are very powerful. It goes back to the beginning. You, need, you want to stop drinking. You know what? You can hunker down. People have been saying, I've, I've came free. You did your 12-step or whatever, whatever. There's power in the soul. 
Soul, God's made it powerful, but that latent power that was in there is flipped. And this is why you see those in Eastern mysticism, and, and what they're doing is they're dealing with the soulish realm. They're elevating it and contacting the dead, necromancing, and there are a lot of occultic things, and it's the soul power. That's what they're doing. There's a lot of new age things you've got to be very careful about, about, you know, where is the source? Is the source Jesus Christ? Or is it another source? All right? You can be concerned about that, all right? Just not trying to alarm anybody. Just trying to be, uh, you know, honest with you all. So you're saying, Lord, I give you permission. Take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior once again. Uh, In other words, Lord, you can interrupt my thoughts. (laughs) Let me just bring this out again for illustration. In other words, Lord, just because I'm a Christian now, I can't think however I want. I can't, I can't lust all, like, come on, somebody. I can't lust all day and just think that's fine. I have to, I, the 10th commandment says, you know, you shall not covet. How do you physically covet something? I really, I really love this clicker. And I, I covet that. You can't see me coveting, but I'm thinking about it. Come, come on, somebody. So this is, some of you, you're getting it right now. See, see so God is concerned about our thoughts. Why? Because our thoughts control our body. <laughs> All right? You wonder why somebody, I just read something, you know, doing these cold cocking, punching people on the streets, and, you know, like, why did you do it? I didn't mean to. I don't know why. Well, something in your soul possessed you that your violence and anger, and you acted it out in your body. Are you still with me this morning? So when you're saying, Lord, coming into my spirit, man, invade my soul. I, gi- I give you permission, Lord. Wow. How many still with me? Say amen. I I give you permission on my behavior. And you think, well, that's so beautiful, Pastor Mike. That's so nice. Amen, Pastor Mike. It is difficult to do. Come on. Uh, We're overcomers in Christ. The power of God is within you. Yeah, but if you allow that soul to rule your life, you will be ruled by your flesh. I think it's hitting home this morning. I'm almost done. We're going to receive communion in a moment. Everything. I mean, so this thing about crucifying the soul, it sounds morbid. It it is. Everything about the cross was designed to bring the soul off its lofty throne and to place the preeminence, the dominance, this place of superiority that it had. Romans uh, 8.1, we don't have the time to get into it, Lord willing, we will. It talks about life through the Spirit for those that are in Christ Jesus, and that's what we're after. But Romans 8.13, very quickly if I pull this up. It says this, and it's just, it's very clear. I believe he's speaking to believers. You know, unless someone digs in here and tells me, well, it's not to believers, but he's talking. He says that if if you are living according to the impulses of the flesh, you are going to die. What do you mean, Pastor Mike? But if you are living by the power of the Holy Spirit, well, who could live by the power of the Holy Spirit? It has to be a believer, right? So he's, I think he's talking to, he's talking to believers, if you live by the power of the Spirit, you, you'll live. But if you live by your flesh, you're going to die. Well, okay, we know we're all going to die. But he said, if you are living by the power of the Holy Spirit, you're going to habitually, this is what it means to live by the power of the Spirit. Watch this. You're going to habitually put to death the sinful deeds of the body, and you will really live forever. So he's talking about believers reckoning their soul dead, saying, you know what? No. I'm not going to go out with such and such and so and so because they're going to drag me down and I might have, you know, whatever. 
You play that out. I don't know. Or if I go out and hang out with those guys or these gals or whatever, it drags my soul down. Or if I go participate in this and that, it's going to affect my, you know, I, I, you know the outcome. You know what happens though, a lot of times is, yes, that's right. Amen, Lord. And you go anyways. <laughs> Amen. Do I got the right one up? Soul. <laughs> so th- this is no small thing to reckon this. This is not just something that's flippant and easy. It's a battle. It's a war, not in our own strength and flesh, because we can't do it, but through the power of the Spirit. We say, Lord, your word. That's why it's important to get God's word in your mind, to change your thinking. There's like, you know what way my thinking needs to change here. I am upside down in my thinking. (sighs) Hallelujah. You know, when it's this thing about dying, dying many ways, and I think of, you know what, believers can die many ways. Now, listen, there's... Please tamper what I'm saying right now. And those that, that uh, you know, have struggled or maybe physical illnesses or whatever, we stand with them. We pray for healing. But sometimes, because of people's soul, hear what I'm saying, tamper this. Sometimes, because of their soul, uh, we, can, we can miss our destiny. I'll say it that way. Right? I mean, listen, I know of a man who was a preacher that, uh, not in this community, so you don't know him. And uh, was out, out east, and uh, he, uh, you know, le- left his wife and was just, <clears throat> had just, just affairs and all of these things, and just really blew up his whole family and everything. And, and I remember I met with him one time <clears throat> when I was out there, and, and he had a famous restaurant he liked to go to, and so, so I brought him there, and I paid for it, and and, uh, uh, you know, he was, he was just all alone, just all alone. Family wanted nothing to do with him and blew up everything. Believer, love the Lord. I know that. I, he's gone now. I, I believe he's in heaven. But he said this to me. He says, yep, you know what? God still, I, you know, he's trying to tell me. He said, revival is going to happen in New England. And, and, and God's, you know, going to use him to bring it is the revival. And, 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 and this, is, this is just really sad. Okay? It's just really sad. And I looked at him, I had compassion, but I just said, no, I didn't even say this to him. I never even said it. I said, you know what, we just enjoyed the meal. And, and that was it. I, 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 didn't, I didn't say it, but this is the strong feeling that came upon me. And forgive me, but this is what came upon me. And it just said, no, you'll die alone in your apartment, and no one will find you for three days. And you'll be gone, but you'll be with the Lord. Years later, I found out he died in his apartment. Nobody found him for three days. How sad is that? Is he with the Lord? Yes, he is. But you know what? He missed his destiny. This is serious stuff, church. You know, we hear a lot about the power of God and and the power of positive things and all these. And God's for you and he's going to. He sure is. All that is true. But unless the soul gets broken under the power of the Spirit, it will control your life. And it could ruin your life as a Christian. Stand with me if you would, please. I didn't even get into where I need to get in. <clears throat> Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 31. Maybe the ushers can come forward and prepare for communion here. <clears throat> Someone once said, Jesus went to the cross so you wouldn't have to. You know what? That, that's true in a literal sense. I, I, amen? It's true. And, and I know what they're saying, and it's done with great appreciation for 
the victorious overcoming life. So Jesus went to the cross, so I don't have to physically go to the cross. Thanks be to God. Amen? I'm sure thankful for that. I don't know about you. Okay? But, but, but preaching the cross can, can border, like preaching it that way can border on heresy. Here's why. Jesus went to the cross so we could go there every day. Right? He gave us the power and the ability to say no to that soul. Their mind, will, and emotions that's unregenerated, that's not submitted to the Word of God. He's given us the power to go there every day. It's like, well, well it, it sounds so morbid. I assure you, believe is by the pride which I have in you and your union with Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul says, I die daily. I face death, and I die to self. Oh, there it is right there. Well, one more, Pastor Mike. Okay, another one, 2 Corinthians 4. We are always what? Carrying about in the body. The dying of Jesus. Sounds so morbid. So that what? The life of Jesus may be manifest in our body. This is the whole reason why it's important to have that soul subdued. Why? That Christ would be exalted in your life. How many see that say amen? So it's not that this morbidness, but it's like, you know what? I'm going to allow you, Holy Spirit of God. I want to be led. A spirit-led woman. A spirit-led man. I don't want this stupid soul to run my life. I don't want it. I, I, help me, God, through the power of the Holy Spirit to reckon that debt that the Spirit would have ascendancy. Every head bowed this morning, if you would, please. You're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I, I really don't know if my spirit is saved. I I hope it is. I, I, it's not that I don't believe in God. I mean, I just, I don't have that assurance. It's a simple prayer. And it goes back to what we shared earlier. It's making Christ Lord of your life. Inviting Him in to take charge, not just of your spirit, but to say, Lord, I give you permission to take charge of my life. Oh, that's invading for some people. And they thought, oh, I like my sin. I, I, I like the things I have going on right now. I know it's agonizing. It's very costly to me. It's very painful at times. I feel like I'm slowly dying. But no, the Spirit of God is speaking to people here this morning. He's calling out. And the Spirit of salvation that's Christ, Abba Father, is calling out. And He's reaching out. And some of you may have been church goers for a long time and never really recognized and realized what it means to be a Christian. It's not getting a rabbit's foot put into your pocket and go, all right, I'm good to go. No, it's soul transformation. It's Christ coming in your spirit, man or woman. And you are giving him permission to rule in your life. That's what you're doing. With every head bowed, they say, Pastor, pray for me. I need that in my life. I need God, the Holy Spirit, to come in, possess my spirit, man, to take charge, and also my soul and my body. If that's you, I'd like you to pray. And we're going to pray corporately here before we receive communion. You're not joining this church, but you are joining the family of God. If that's you, say this to me. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. Take my spirit. Forgive me. I'm a sinner. I have transgressed your laws. Save me, Lord. I believe 
you died on that cross to save me. So I receive today your salvation. Holy Spirit, change me. I give you permission to change my soul and affect my body. In Jesus' name, amen.